Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here. For the next hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern, as we do each and every weekday from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. You can check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com, as I'll have my Stockwatch article up tomorrow. We got PGA Championship DFS cheat sheets from Dr. Roto. I have an article on the prospects that have come up, although... One of them came up after I published this. We have uh, Startup Advanced ADPs as well for Dynasty Football and tons of content uh, for baseball and football, so you could check it out. You could also ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. Uh, just become a member today. We also have DFS. You can check it out, fulltimefantasy.com slash DFS. Right up is already up for the DFS baseball slate for tonight. Uh, we got you PGA coverage as well, and for baseball, we got the optimizer that can help you out as well as a Slack chat leading up to lineup lock. So plenty of ways to make money. Seasonal DFS, we got you covered. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aron88. And it's not too late to, to jump in a dynasty draft. We have some dynasty orphans. If you head over to playffwc.com, there's a blue icon that says dynasty orphans. You can click on that. You see the teams that are available that you can take over, and there's some good ones also at a discounted price right now. So you can look that over and see if any of those teams are appealing to you. We also have uh, Dynasty Startups, and it's also May Madness, where you put your deposit right now for the World Championships, whether you're live in Vegas or online. And I definitely recommend going out to Vegas. I'll be out there first weekend of the football season at the Palms, and we watch football together. Have fun, eat, drink. It's a great time. Uh, been out there for the last two years, and it's one of the highlights of the years. Uh, fantasy football uh, all weekend out in Vegas. It's it's really a good time and a really good job done by uh, the company putting uh, a real fun event together. We are in the real world suite last year. It's uh, definitely a lot of fun. If you haven't been out there, I recommend that you get out there. We also have drafts, uh, online championship slow drafts with uh, different clocks. There's one hour, there's three hours, there's six. A lot of people get impatient. They don't want to wait. So give you a variety of different options that suit your needs. Um, we also have best ball drafts as well. So plenty of different drafts and price points. You can check it out, playffwc.com. We'll have Matt Bodica from The Athletic. He also plays in a lot of high-stakes leagues. He will join me coming up at 3.20 p.m. Eastern as we will talk baseball with him. But uh, let's kick it off looking at some of the top news. And a lot of the prospects have been coming up. We saw Keston Hura make his debut yesterday, get a couple hits. We saw Oscar Mercado come up, didn't get a hit, struck out a few times. Uh, and uh, we also saw the Royals call up uh, 
Nicky Lopez as well, and he was hitting number two in the lineup yesterday, and we know that he definitely has a lot of speed uh, in the minor league, 74 for 88 on the base pass. So if you need some speed at the middle infield spot, he'll be someone to add. But uh, we also see Austin Riley of the Braves getting the call today, Ender Inciarte landing on the injured list with a back injury. And now Riley is going to play the outfield for the Braves, but doesn't have much experience there. He only played four games in the minor leagues in the outfield. So there could be some questions about his defense, but we know the guy can hit. So obviously some of you guys play in first-come, first-serve leagues, so a lot of these guys are probably gone at this point. You know, you really have to stay on top of the news, and you know that's why it's very important you know, to be on Twitter and follow people, and I try to, you know, tweet out information as soon as I know it to kind of help you guys. And, you know, if you set it up and get alerts, because you got to be quick to the trigger, man. You can't even really sleep in those leagues. And, you know, I've always said, like, those type of leagues benefit me because I'm constantly around the phone and computer and alert to the news going on, and I hate them. I don't play in any leagues that have first come, first serve because it's not right. And this is, again, from the perspective of someone who could take advantage of it. And I just don't think it's right. Uh, you know, everyone is away from a computer or a phone at a certain point, uh, depending on what your job is and what you have going on in your life. And you shouldn't lose out because someone else has the ability to constantly be around it. And uh, so I hate that format. So, and a lot of the high stakes leagues, it's pretty much once a week, usually Sunday. So it is going to be an insane week for Fab. I mean, we are going to see a lot of budgets really dwindle down. Uh, when you talk about the high-stakes high leagues, you got Corbin Martin, who's still available for Houston. Uh, he obviously had his, his first start look good. Now he's going to get a start against the Red Sox in Fenway. So if he doesn't pitch as well, maybe the price goes down. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. Keston Hura, we know, is going to go for a lot of money. Uh, he's a highly touted prospect. He might have been drafted in some leagues. I doubt it, though. Maybe a, a couple, and then even if he was, how many people were really holding on to him uh, for you know a full month with all the injuries that went on? Austin Riley, who in the minor leagues this year, 37 games at AAA, 299, 377 OBP, 681 slug, 15 homers, 39 RBIs in 37 games. So just tearing it up. And last year he had 12 homers, 47 RBIs in 57, 75 games in his first taste at AAA. So he is really a third baseman, but obviously they have Josh Donaldson there. But one-year contract for Donaldson, but they want to get his bat in the lineup. He's 22 years old, just turned 22 in April. So you'll have him out there, Oscar Mercado, Nicky Lopez, insane. And who knows, does Jordan Alvarez get the call for the Astros soon? He has just been on fire in the minor leagues, in leagues where he is available. People started to pick him up over the last week or two. And a lot of leagues I'm in, obviously still not available in the NFBC yet until he gets called up. And uh, Brendan Rodgers is another name to keep an eye on with what's going on in Colorado because Garrett Hampson was sent down to the minor leagues. They called up Pat Valaika, and Ryan McMahon hasn't been as good as off to the hot start that he got off to. So we've seen with the Rockies, though, they kind of are very weird with the way they deal with a lot of these young players. But... Definitely something to keep an eye on now uh, with uh, everything that's going on. So we're seeing a lot of teams uh, call up these players, and I think uh, it's really good for fantasy, and it's what should be done. You know, you'd rather see these young players get an opportunity instead of these aging veterans 
who are uh, just not getting it done. So, uh, some other news going on. Tuki Toussaint was scratched from his scheduled start today at AAA, so he might be getting the call back to the majors. Maybe it's more in a relief role. We'll just have to wait and see. Jesus Lazaro threw his first bullpen session yesterday, so uh, reports where he looked pretty good and he's throwing hard. Remember, Lazardo was someone who really was flying up draft boards. Uh, I know I took him in one league in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. I've actually held on to him. I've had a lot of injuries, uh, but I guess the bidding has been a little bit more aggressive than I expected. Maybe not that I expected, or maybe I haven't been as aggressive in the bids. On the offensive side, I've been pretty good. I've had injuries. I lost Judge. I uh, lost Hicks, and Hicks will be back today, although he's not in the lineup for the first game. But they have a doubleheader. I'm assuming he'll play game two. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've, yeah, I lost Mike Clevin. So I've had injuries. Uh, but my biggest problem has been closer. And drafted Cody Allen reluctantly. I'm not surprised that didn't work. Drafted Hunter Strickland. Obviously, he got hurt. Uh, picked up uh, Ronis Elias. And, man, yesterday he threw two and a third innings. Five strikeouts to get the save. That was the first save for the Mariners since April 20th. They've had no opportunities. We're all sitting there trying to figure out, okay, who's the closer? And I thought it was Elias. And it was, was it over the weekend? It might have been over the weekend. Yeah, it was the Red Sox, a Red Sox Mariners game. And he was brought into the third inning of the game. And I'm like, what? So you wouldn't think, okay, it closes in that spot. But when you look at that pen, they just really haven't had an answer. I thought Brennan might be the guy, and I actually thought about speculating him on some leagues over the weekend. Uh, he had a game the other day where he walked a couple guys to lead off the inning. Uh, Anthony Swarzak hasn't been good, so it's kind of cloudy there. I know Hunter Strickland is working his way back, but Elias got the job done uh, getting a seven-out save. So you wonder if he uh, gets the... You know, would they go back to him tonight? They actually, they were off today. Maybe, okay, that's probably why. It's weird. It's a Wednesday. So when I was setting my lineups today, we know the schedule is a little bit different this year. I'm like, a team is off on a Wednesday? You really don't see that a lot. So it was a Monday-Tuesday series. We're seeing a lot of five-game weeks this year uh, where it's more Monday and Thursday off. But the Mariners are actually off uh, today. So that might have been part of the reason, too, is that they just have really been struggling in that bullpen knowing that they were off today, gave him the opportunity to get the seven-out save, throwing two and a third innings, and then you can always come back to him on Thursday if needed. So he would be the guy, and I have him in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, but he was on my bench this week. But I did uh, pick up Steve Ciszek. And look, I'm not saying this now. I mentioned this, uh, I think it was Monday show, and probably wrote it in my weekend recap, is that, and it's a longer article that I wrote about, two, three weeks ago where you kind of have to look at what the manager is doing. They're giving you clues. And I was a little surprised that the bidding was so low on Steve Ciszek over the weekend. Again, not saying he is a lock to keep the job, but he has experience. He's closed before, and managers tend to look at players who have gotten that opportunity before and had success. And so far... C-Sheck has been the guy that they went to with the save on the line. And they did again yesterday as he got the final two outs and picked up his third save of the season. So that was a closer. You got cheap over the weekend. I said it at the time. I did not understand why Chris Martin was going for more than C-Sheck. You're looking for the path to saves for someone who can keep it the longest. 
C-Sheck had little competition. Pedro Strope on the injured list. Brandon Morrow, who knows when he's ever going to be ready if he is. And, okay, there's some other arms there. Brandon Kinsler, C.J. Edwards. But there was a path for him, especially if he pitched well and got the first opportunity to seize the job. Chris Martin, we knew Sean Kelly was coming back or supposed to be activated from the injured list this Thursday, meaning tomorrow, and it was only an infection. It wasn't a shoulder or elbow. Jose LeClerc, I think, will get the job back eventually. He's only had one bad appearance since they moved him into the low-leverage situations. So who had the higher path to saves long-term? And for me, it was C-Shack. So was able to get him and tell Oars for 23, TGFBI for like 43, I want to say. And unfortunately, in the NFBC auction, where I really needed a closer too, $2 bid was short. Went with 23, and the winning bid was 25. So probably should have took my own advice and went a little higher. I just, it didn't seem like, I didn't think the interest was going to be that high in him. So I thought I was going to be able to get him for cheap. Because remember, Fab on Sunday night, runs at 10 p.m. Eastern. And I think the C-Sheck save opportunity on Sunday came after lineup luck, if I'm not mistaken, or it was close to 10. So, yeah, there's some people who pay attention to the last minute, but there's some people who probably set their bids 8, 8.30 and bail. And uh, that's not a good idea because there could be late-breaking news. Now, there's only one game going on at that time, but you never know. Something could happen, and you want to be there just in case. It's happened a couple of times, I think, I think with Raymel Tapia and David Dahl going on the deal, I think that might have been a night two where it was last second. But either way, that you, you need to pay attention until the final moment. But uh, And again, it's not a lock that C-Shit keeps the job. But it's a, it goes back to the article I wrote a few weeks ago about the Angels were telling you, based on usage, Hansel Robles is their guy. And that's what I did is I had Robles as a higher bidder than Ty Buttry. So a lot of times we think we know the answer. We think, okay, this is the best guy for the job. doesn't matter. Manager has to make the decision. We don't. So just read into what the team is telling you and take that information and bid accordingly. Uh, Anthony Rizzo is out of the lineup again today. He's dealing with a, a back issue. So they're saying he should be ready to go this weekend. So if you did bench him in the NFBC for these few days, then uh, good good job by you because uh, probably not going to get him uh, tomorrow either. Uh, Carlos Martinez said he hopes to be back in the Cardinals rotation after the All-Star break. So he should be back with the team this weekend and pitch in the bullpen. And he said his shoulder's feeling stronger. So we'll just have to see. Now, he has been good in his rehab. Four and two-thirds scoreless innings. One hit allowed and six strikeouts. Uh, and he's going to make another minor league rehab appearance today. But there's a big difference between the minor leagues, one inning, major league, one inning. Because remember, if you're going to pitch one inning or even two out of the bullpen... You can max out, and you can go all out. As a starter, it's different. you got to think five, six innings. So still doesn't mean that Martinez will be able to start. And to me, he really doesn't have much value pitching out of the pen because it's Hicks' job. He's done nothing to lose it. Now, maybe if you're in a league with holds, fine, and you hope that he gets into the rotation and then performs well, but uh, really, really not, not feeling it there. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, if you stayed patient on him, uh, it worked out for you, man. Two bombs yesterday and in San Francisco of all places, too. So uh, we knew that Guerrero was going to come around. He was just really getting pitched to uh, – they were being very careful with him. They had a lot of respect for him. They really weren't throwing many pitches in the strike zone. 
Uh, but two home runs yesterday, four RBIs, and this could just be the start of a dominant run for him. Noah Syndergaard had another good start for him. So two of the last three, he's been really good. Eight innings, two earned runs. Victor Robles accounting for the two runs. Victor Robles has seven home runs this year. Three of them have come off Noah Syndergaard. Uh, but good performance by him. Still the ERA sitting at 4.74, but definitely an improvement there. And it's really, with two strikes, he's really struggled. Uh, a very high batting average for opponents when he has two strikes on a hitter, which is definitely a little bit surprising. But certainly a step in the right direction for him. And he'll get the Marlins over the weekend, so he could have another good start potentially. When we return, we're going to talk more baseball. I'm going to bring in Matt Bodeker from The Athletic. He also plays in a lot of high-stakes leagues. Lots to talk about with him. That is ahead right here. You're listening to Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In this league. We're going to band together. We're going to fight the man. We're going to fight him. Who's that man? We're going to bring him to their knees. It's a woman. It's Jeannie Buss. Uh-oh. Woman. Get Trey Clavis to Travis We're out here like all the fans are out there. They're like, hey, that is good. Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, you can check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Joining me now to talk some baseball, it is Matt Modica from theathletic.com. Matt, what's going on? Uh, how you doing, Adam? Uh, just another day, getting ready for this crazy, fab weekend. Oh, my goodness, Matt. I mean... It is going to be nuts. We and we are in a league together in the FPC auction, but I think both of us are uh, on the lower end of the Fab budget uh, with amount remaining. But we got a lot of guys this weekend with Keston Hura, Nicky Lopez, Oscar Mercado, Austin Rodley, and Corbin Martin, who wasn't even in the player pool last week. There's going to be a lot of uh, money emptied this week, don't you think? In Fab, I mean, 
th- these are all guys that could go for uh, triple digits potentially. Probably a couple of them won't now because of the of Hira and Martin, but it's going to be a wild weekend ahead. Yeah, no, I definitely think so. I think Justin uh, Hira is probably going to be the biggest sought-after one. Austin Riley should fetch some nice bids. And Corbin Martin. But Martin, it's all dependent upon Saturday night versus the Red Sox. So, you know, if he gets bombed, people are going to back off just the way it always is. Oh, that's true. Definitely. They, the number will go down. Now, if he pitches really well against Boston, then <laughs> then that's a different story. You're like, oh, wow, he dominated the Red Sox. This guy's the real deal. He's on Houston. So, yeah, it's going to be a real interesting weekend. And who knows? Maybe we can get more call-ups between now and then. But uh, who would you put – I know, obviously, pitcher and hitting kind of maybe depends on your roster. But without a need, who would you put as the top two uh, bids for the upcoming weekend of those – prospects that were just called up? I would put uh, Kessler here uh, just because of, you know, the hitting tool. And then, you know, he moved up to AAA and was really dominating, maybe sacrificed a little average for some power. And then I would go with Martin. I mean, look, Riley's been a guy that we all like, but I don't know how long his audition's going to be. So those would be my top two targets. Of course, you know, Martin's pitching for the Astros, so you really want anyone that's in the Astros rotation. And he's got a good uh, track record in the minors. You know, there was an interesting question on the tout table this past week. I don't know if you saw it, but it was basically asking people that are in the industry, you know, do they kind of hide information or are they just transparent? And I've been doing this for a long time on the radio writing. I don't hide anything, and I think you know that. You've been in leagues with me. If I say something, I draft it. And you've really gotten in the industry more over the last few years, being on radio as a, a analyst, guest, and obviously writing for The Athletic now where you did a lot of preseason work. And you play in a lot of high-stakes leagues. You put a lot of money on the line. How, how have you handled this? Because for you, it, it's pretty big. I mean, you know, people in your league can go out there, read your stuff, know who you want. And, you know, I know how that feels, but – uh, for me, I have an obligation to people that are paying for a service, and that's number one. Do I want to win? Absolutely. Do I want to win the high-stakes leagues in any league I'm in? Yes, you know that. You've played in leagues with me. But my priority is to help people win. So how have you kind of handled that transition? Well, I mean, I've gotten some people in the high-stakes uh, arena say that same question to me, like, why would you do this? I'm like, this is what I enjoy doing. This is what I want to do. And I, my response usually is, if they get one of the guys I really like, I'll either get another. I have another guy after him, or I'll move that guy up. I mean, I, I took Paddock at ten two the first weekend in New York for the main event, and then I took him ten one in Vegas. So if I want somebody, I don't really care what ADP says or anything like that. I'll try and judge the market and what I need to do and how my team is being constructed. Uh, I've been out there on Twitter for years saying who I like. I think I'm one of the most transparent people as like yourself, and I consider myself a high-stakes player first and foremost before anything, but I'm not, I, don't, I don't hide what I feel. You know, even when I make a bad pick, people will know I screwed up on that. Yeah, and we all make bad picks. If you don't admit that you mm-hmm. don't make bad picks, then you're fooling yourselves. No one's ever 100%, and the goal is to learn from the bad picks. What do you think has been – what is the one thing that you've been disappointed in that you missed out on or a bad call that you made? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but it's a good topic to talk no, about. No, no, no. And, uh, and what did you learn? From, like, were, were you wrong? Did you learn something from it? 
And it's only a month and a half, well, I mean, so you could be right, but so yeah, far. No, no. On the pitching side so far, it's Aaron Nola. Uh, I mean, Garrett Cole and him, I had right neck and neck, but I had Nola as my number four. And I thought the growth he made in, you know, swinging strike last year. Because, I mean, he's always had the called strike. It's been a forte of his game, a staple of his game. And the swinging strike rate really jumped last year. I mean, it wasn't elite, but it was, you know, it was solid. And he had an elite first pitch. I know some people don't care about first pitch. I do like to see that, to be honest with you. You got more people to chase as well. So, you know, for me, I thought it was a guy that, you know, was, was a very safe investment. I didn't think he was going to pitch to a 230 ERA. He was a, a 330, which I said 325 would be, you know, reasonable. And I'd sign off on that. It hasn't come to fruition right now. But, you know, he has a track record to hopefully that does get corrected. If you're in a trading league, would you attempt to buy low on NOLA right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to look at it as, I don't know, unless there's some hidden injury that I don't know about, you know, it just, he's been a control guy. I don't know what it is. You know, we see what, like, Syndergaard and, like, the, the slider, he hasn't had the feel for it. The pitch up until, like, last night was down three and a half picks. You know, swinging strike on that was cut in half. So, I mean, I don't really have an answer to say, you know, this is going to turn it all around. But if you believe in players, look, we've played a quarter of the season. There's still three quarters of baseball left. So if you're in first place, that's great. And, you know, but you didn't win anything yet. And if you're in last place, you still got to keep fighting. There's a full season. I know sometimes you look at a team you have and it's bad and you don't want to, like, you have to. You know, there's so much can turn. The next three months could be a totally different story for you. It's great advice, and I always tell people don't give up no matter what. Obviously, a lot of teams have dealt with injuries. I mean, my NFPC mm-hmm. auction team that we're in together, you're doing very well. I'm not. I've had a lot of injuries, though. I'm not giving up, and my pitching started to turn around last week with two starts from Giolito, uh, which was a good pickup. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it can turn around. I mean, you got to look at the categories and see where you can pick up ground, but – like you said, it's it's still only May fifteenth, man. We still got a long way to go. Yeah, no, like I said, it's not early, but it's it's not late. And you know, there's still three quarters and you can look at the all star break and the standards are gonna look a lot different too from this point on to the all star break. I mean things just happen. You know, players that that are on fire right now are gonna go in a slump at some point. It's very rare that a guy does it, you know, for six straight months. You know, sometimes it's a career year and stuff. I mean, look, Bryce Harper, I took on a lot of teams at the end. When I was picking at the end of the first round, I didn't want to pick there. But when I did, or early in the second, and he was there, I took him. And right now, he's been terrible, worst of his career. But if Bryce Harper turns it around, like he did, like, say, second half of last year, where he was on fire, that's going to change a lot of things, too. Yeah, Harper is going to be real interesting because – we look back and we don't see a lot of first-round production, but we see the potential upside because we've seen it uh, in different areas of his game for years. But, man, once again, uh, the batting average at 219, and it's because the strikeout rate is insanely high. Do you, do you think he's putting pressure on himself to justify the contract, new surrounding? We've seen this happen with players before going to a new team and there's an adjustment period uh, because he's really – Swinging and missing a lot more than we're accustomed to seeing. 
Yeah, I mean, I got to think it's human nature. And look, that is some people say they'll never, you know, draft uh, a, a guy that gets traded. And in some cases, it works out great. In other cases, you know, people will just fine. But I have to believe he's putting the extra pressure. He wants to show he's worked his contract. You know, he wants to be loved by the fans of Philadelphia. And, you know, it's it hasn't been, like, really cold. It hasn't, you know, hasn't been a heat wave neither. But, you know, once it starts really warming up, too, that ballpark is tailor-made for him, too. So, I mean, he goes on a three-month tear. You know, he can put up in three months and people can put up in a season. That is definitely true. We're talking to Matt Modica of TheAthletic.com. Uh, Josh Bell, what an amazing year he's had. And I got to say, I really wasn't on Josh Bell this year. He wasn't someone I was looking at because the power dropped and – I didn't really kind of see any improvement. You know, two years ago when he had the home runs, it was an, a year where everyone was hitting home runs and the power dropped last year. Now, I looked at him, I said, this is a big guy, though. He's like 6'4", 240, kind of like Jason Hayward. Like, you see Jason Hayward, you're like, Jason Hayward should be hitting home runs, but he always chopped the ball on the ground. <laughs> uh, but I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think you liked Bell going in the air. Uh, what did you see? Yeah, no, I, I did. And was, I mean, I thought he was – his price – was perfect. He was a late guy. Look, he had the thing that I like is he had the plate skills. He, those were intact already. And uh, a shout out to uh, Ray Murphy from HQ and their forecast. That was one of my favorite profiles that they put out there. He's like, if you ever got the launch, the launch, excuse me, angle memo, really good things could happen. And we're we're seeing that right now. I mean, he is not just hitting home runs. He's destroying baseballs. You know, so. Right now, after, you know, six weeks, seven weeks, it looks really good. But, you know, it's still a full season, and he'll go through a funk here or there. But, you know, I'm enjoying it for now. Uh, what do you make of Tommy LaStella, man? And, by the way, I don't know if you knew this. So, in that NFBC auction we're in together, I picked up LaStella like two weeks ago. And you remember that weekend where he got hurt? Mm-hmm. So it was a Sunday, and he got hurt. And basically my bench is filled with injuries. And I was like, with, with uh, my partner Brian Ambo, so I was like, man, if we, hold on to, if we hold on to La Stella and he doesn't play the next few days, we're going to get a zero. We don't have any other option. So he said, you know, you know how it is sometimes. we got to play for this week. You know, we're struggling. we got injuries. It's about this week. Can't afford to get a zero. Dropped him. And, of course, La Stella's been on fire. Another home run today is 10th. I mean, where is this coming from? Honestly, I mean, I really don't know how this guy's doing it. Look, I know everybody's hitting home runs right now, but I was looking at, uh, I was on baseball reference today, and there were 35 players who hit, who have hit 10 home runs or more in today's action. And I'm like, well, how is this guy on this list? But, you know, I don't know. Launch angle, he changed the swing path and this and that. And the ball is, I don't care what people say, the ball is juiced. You know, I know there's still a few people out there that deny that. So the ball is going a bit further if you hit it right and stuff like that. But I don't really have an explanation. Yeah, it's one of those things. And uh, this is why sometimes <laughs> you have to you have to jump on a little early. And if it works out, you get the guy for cheap and you hold on. So uh, I think that's how it's working out with him so far. Uh, I was asking people on Twitter yesterday, if you bought low on Chris Sale, like, what did you give up for him? And there were some pretty good trades. Someone got Sale for Bumgarner. 
But, man, Chris Sale just last night, 17 strikeouts, seven innings, two runs, three hits, and he didn't even get the win. But pretty safe to say Sale was back. And uh, did you draft him in any leagues this year? I did not. I love him. He's my avatar on Twitter. He's the silhouette there. I just I, – it, it, it was another reason why – what happened last season, and I don't still think he's out of the woods that it could possibly happen again in the second half of this year. So the last two starts, I mean, I think in those last four starts or so, he's got like 31, excuse me, 41 strikeouts to one walk. Some crazy thing. So he's obviously back, and I know it'll be controversial that he was slow walked and stuff. But, you know, right now, you, if you made a trade for Bumgarner for sale, if I would have drafted sale, I don't know if I could have traded him. I mean, I'm not really in trading leagues, but I would not, I would not take Madison Bumgarner back. Look, I like being in trading leagues. I'm in a few. I'll be honest, though. I really don't spend a lot of time sending trade offers. I actually really haven't yet. I almost did in Tout Wars because I had a lot of injuries there, too. But I got Olsen back and Meadows. I actually got Sano back. So I had, like, my whole infield was injured. But I've weathered the storm, and they're coming back because I had good pitching. So I was like, oh, maybe. But you know how it is with pitching, man. You think you have enough, mm-hmm. and then two or three guys go down. So I really don't. But there's a guy in my home league, Matt. No joke. It is May 15th. You'll never guess how many trades this guy made. Now, I'm giving you saying it's outlandish. So what would be your guess? Like, what is an insane amount of trades to make here on May 15th, a month and a half into the uh, season? Well, being that you make it, I got to say 15 trades. Being that you make He's made about 20 trades. No joke. I mean. Wow. Like, like, what is the point of the draft? And it's a keeper league, but, like, I sit there, and he did the same thing last year, and it backfired or didn't work, and he's doing it again. I just, like, there comes a point when you have a problem where you have to know that this is too much. I Everyone likes the appeal of trading, and I know you don't like it as much because you're in a high-stakes league and you just want to do it. So I get it, and, and, and trades can infuriate people, but 20 trades is, is insane. You know, it's insane. Look, and I, I don't mind trades and leagues. I just, it always winds up being where other owners get pissed off. That's the part of it I really don't like. People don't like trades that go down. And I, I mean, I don't know. To me, the, the, the fun about no trade leagues is the draft matters so much. And that fab money is so precious. Like, I, I, and, and I spend my fab. I'm not somebody, you know, you, you, you know, like this week, I'm not going to be getting Kesson Herrera. I got him one. I got him in one week last week for nine dollars. I, I forgot who I dropped, but I just put a bid on him, just because you know everything that was going on with you. I didn't think it was going to happen this week. That was just pure luck. But hey, you never know. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be getting him either. I'll put in the bids, but I don't think I have enough money. There's some people in this league with uh, <laughs> seven, eight hundred bucks, so they're going to ante up and empty it real quick before we let you go. We talked a bit, a little bit of last week. So there have been people who have been burned by spending money in fab and these players haven't worked out or get sent down to the minor leagues. What type of advice do you give them if they're a little gun-shy this week about the group we're about to bid on? Look at the players. The kid, uh, her has a fantastic track uh, hit tool. You know, Martin has a very good track record in the minors. He's on an excellent team if he sticks in that rotation. you got to take chances. You know, sometimes it's not going to work. Sometimes it is. If you have the money, you know, what are you saving it for? You're hoping, unless you're hoping that uh, Alvarez comes out and can understand that. Or, I mean, I got Tucker on six teams already, so, or maybe Tucker, but that's really who's coming. At some point, you got to spend. 
That is true. And Tucker uh, has actually started to hit this month. I don't know if you saw it. I think he homered again mm-hmm. yesterday. So he, man, Astros going to have some interesting decisions to make, man. And then, uh, because <laughs> Alvarez is just absolutely torrid in the minor leagues, and Tyler White is still not homered. Yeah, I don't know how much longer this title. I mean, I would assume Alvarez got the call first because he's batting like 400. He's got like 15 homers and 16 doubles or something crazy like that. But as you said, Tucker's got like 11 homers and seven stolen bases now and has been on total fire, you know, these last two weeks. All right, Matt, always good talking to you. And I guess uh, we'll probably be on the outside looking in. But, hey, you never know. that You always put in bids. You never know. You might get someone. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll say this real quick. I got Juan Soto last year in the main event for $114. Yeah, and we wouldn't have thought that. That's why you put in the bids. All right, Matt, always good talking to you. I want to put in that league. So. Well, good for you. <laughs> yeah, take care, Adam. <laughs> All right, man, we'll talk to you soon. That's Matt Bodica. Check him out at theathletic.com. We'll come back. We'll look at lineups and some of the live action from this afternoon here on Full-Time Fantasy. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today. There's no commitment that needs to be made. You just need to show up. That doesn't have to be a story. You don't have to tell me how you're committed to the mandatory minicamp. If you don't show up for the mandatory minicamp, that's problems. Fines, and it means that you want to do your own thing and you don't care about the team. Then I'll criticize you, but not for the voluntary stuff. I, I just have to be there. If the NFLPA and the league negotiated, what Tom Coughlin did was wrong, and anything other than what Adam Gase said would be wrong, in my opinion. Saturdays, 8 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can catch all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. My stock watch article will be out tomorrow. I also have an article looking at the prospects that came up. Austin Riley wasn't in there because he was called up after it was published. We got Dynasty Football Startup Advanced ADPs and a preview of the PGA Championship Tour uh, DFS cheat sheet from Dr. Otto. You could always ask your questions on the message boards and forums. And don't forget, our in-depth team profiles for NFL have already been started by Sean Childs as he takes a look at the AFC East. This is really extensive work that he puts in, and now's a good time to read it because 
They are long. And I know a lot of people don't like to read much anymore, but remember, you get what you put in. So put in the time and effort. You read one article a day now. You'll be done uh, before you know the start of the season, uh, and you'll be ahead of the game. So make sure you do that. You could also check out playffwc.com for orphan dynasty leagues that you can take over, startup drafts, best ball, online championships, and it's made madness. So put in your deposit now, and you'll be in the drawing for a potential free main event team that's worth $1,795, $1,795 with an opportunity to win six digits, 150K grand prize. So you want as many cracks at that as possible. And obviously, you know, not everyone can put in multiple, but, you know, you put in a $200 deposit now, and you could be in the drawing for a free entry. So check it out, playffwc.com. The Curry Brothers prop on FanDuel to have over nine three-pointers was plus 550 last night. Steph at nine and Seth had one. That's 10 and the over cashed. Did you have it? Take a shot and open a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book, by going to FanDuel.com slash grid, where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Call into the show with your winning wager. Walk us through the bet. We'd love to hear from you. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Uh, I've been doing really well at NBA sports betting. I think that's uh, my strength there. And we talked about it on the show yesterday when we had Frank on, Frank Staffel from FNTSY, that I liked Golden State minus 7.5. Uh, a lot of the public money was on Portland tonight. Uh, I like Milwaukee minus six and a half, and I like the under in that game as well. So uh should be a more competitive series, I think, than the Western Conference. But hopefully we get a good competitive six, seven game series. That's what I want to see. Uh, let's take a look at some of the action from this afternoon. Uh, we got the Twins and Angels. It's the top of the seventh inning. Minnesota leads this one eight to three. As we talked about, I mean, Tommy LaStella just... Ridiculous. I mean, 10 home runs now? Uh, actually, 11th. My bad. I forgot. He homered yesterday. That was 10. Today was 11. Two for the three with a runner RBI, hitting 288 with a 378 OBP. Man, it hurts to cut him. But look, I've said this. There are going to be certain leagues, and this goes for all sports. When you play in 8, 9, 10 leagues, and I think I have eight redraft leagues this year. I think it's eight redraft and like a total of like 13 with draft champions and uh, that have to set lineups. But there's always going to be one or two, I think, no matter how good you are, that just things don't go right. And it's happened to me in that NFBC auction. Uh, drafted Jose Martinez in the reserve round and had so many injuries, and he wasn't playing. I had to cut him, and I knew it at the time. I said, he's going to start in a week or two and be on fire. And that's exactly what happened. You know it's coming, but... There are times you have to play for that week. You know, I had Luis Severino, Mike Clevenger, Matt Olson at the time, Odor at the time. Like, everyone was on the injured list. And there's nothing you can do because Martino doesn't play. I'm not going to put him in the lineup, and he plays one game that week. It's not helping me. So, uh, as I explained the situation, when Stella had him, and he was kind of hurt, didn't know his status, and couldn't risk putting him in the lineup for a zero. So, it sucks. Uh, fortunately, was able to get Aledmus Diaz, though, over the weekend in Fab. Plug him in, uh, also in Tout Wars, and he has homered uh, two straight days. So that has helped. So, But there are times when you just 
have that bad luck in a certain league. And what you do is you just fight it off, you shrug it off, you keep plugging away, and you hope you get some healthy bodies back and try and turn it around. Uh, also today, Brian Goodwin, 3-for-3 three three with a run and an RBI. Uh, he's played well, 310, average 373. I remember trying to pick him up in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational about three weeks back. Uh, came up a bit short, but I would like to have him. Jonathan LaCroix. It's not a bad year for him, considering the catcher situation. He had a homer today. That's six homers, 18 RBIs, batting 263. I'm sure a lot of you would take that from your catcher position right now. Uh, Trevor Cahill just hasn't been good. And we knew this was a tough start against Minnesota. Four and a third, six hits, six runs, two walks, only one strikeout. He just has not been good this year. The one thing we could say about him in the last couple of years is when he's been on the mound he, uh, and healthy, he's produced. Now, he hasn't been healthy, but this year he just hasn't even produced. Uh, for the Twins, uh, Byron Buxton, his second home run of the year. He actually leads the league in doubles. Uh, he's one for three with a run and two ribbies today. He's hitting 280, 338 OBP. Um, so pretty good start for him. Uh, you know, you're just happy that he's healthy and producing, and you want to see some steals out of him. Jorge Polanco, he stays on fire, two for four with a run, hitting 331. Loved him going into the year. Um and unfortunately, bad news there with Mitch Garver. Mitch Garver was having a hell of a season at the catcher position. Maybe you picked him up off waivers, uh, but he got hurt in a plate collision last night. They're saying it's a high ankle sprain. We'll see if uh, how long he'll miss. You know, it could be a month. They're really not sure about it at this point, but definitely a, really a tough break there for Mitch Garver owners. And the Twins were just getting great production out of the catcher. Uh, catcher. Jason Castro was another guy. You know, he's hitting 255 with a 377 OBP and a 667 slug. He homered today, his sixth homer of the year. He's got six homers, 14 RBIs. And we know Williams Estadio also will get some time. He was at third base today. Uh, he was 0 for 2 with an RBI. So he'll get some time behind the plate as well. Remember, Miguel Sano was activated, not in the lineup today. So it'll be interesting to see how we think Sano probably gets time at DH. Um, Estadio. Could get some time at DH. He could also play third. Sano could play third. Obviously, Marwin Gonzalez has not been that good. I think he did homer yesterday. So uh, they have some moving parts. But I would think Sano gets quite a few at-bats and uh, did pick him up in a league last week. Jake Odorizzi was sailing along but gave up the two-run homer to LaCroix. He goes five and a third, nine hits, three runs, two walks, three Ks, allows two home runs. But still, it's been a great year for him. He's got a 2.63 ERA as the Twins have really gotten good pitching. Game one of a doubleheader today, the Yankees and Orioles, they finally get to play in New York after two straight cancellations. The Yankees lead this game 3-2. to two. Uh, Three home runs for the Yankees. Gary Sanchez goes yard, and look, he's already spent uh, some time on the injury list, but Gary Sanchez flashing that elite power. His 12th homer of the year, only 22 RBIs, but he's hitting 258, 343 OBP, so... Uh, I don't like to pay for catchers, and you know he might have that elite year. He could easily hit 30 home runs, especially in this environment, but I uh, really don't like paying for catchers. The, there was one draft that almost took him. I think it was sixth round of a 15-team league, and I just couldn't do it. Uh, Gleyber Torres with a home run. That's the sixth of the year, and Cameron Mabin also homered. He's been pretty good since uh, coming over to the Yankees. Jay Happ on the mound. He's gone three innings, three hits, two runs, no walks, two Ks. Allowed a solo home run uh, to uh, Trey Mancini, who now has eight homers on the season, but only 17 RBIs. That's how bad 
this Twins, uh, uh, this Orioles lineup has been Mancini though hitting 320 on the season, uh, and David Hess on the mound. He's allowed three home runs already here at Yankee Stadium. Uh, and the other game going on right now is the Pirates and the Diamondbacks. Really good performance from Joe Musgrove yesterday. We mentioned him as a cheap DFS player. He was really cheap. Chris Archer makes his return off the injured list, but uh, he's already walked two guys, and he's thrown 11 pitches, three for strikes. So uh, not the best start for him. He walked Dyson and Escobar. Zach Grinke on the mound for the Diamondbacks. He threw a scoreless first innings, eight pitches, six strikes, and a 3.10 ERA on the season as he uh, just continues to produce even as he gets older. Let's take a look at some of the lineups for today because uh, we've got a couple games starting, and then it's an eight-game nine slate. Cut up in just a few minutes is the Blue Jays and Giants. Edwin Jackson against Sean Anderson called up from the minors. Brandon Drury at second. Vladimir Guerrero at third. Rowdy Telez at first. Randall Grechuk in center. Freddie Galvis at shortstop. Teoscar Hernandez in left field hitting sixth. Billy McKinney, the right fielder, hitting seventh. Luke Maley behind the plate hitting eighth. And Edwin Jackson on the mound hitting ninth. For the Giants, Joe Panic leading off at second base. Steven Duggar in right field hitting second. Evan Longoria is at third base hitting third. Pablo Sandoval at first base hitting cleanup. Mac Williamson in left field hitting fifth. Brandon Crawford at shortstop hitting sixth. Kevin Pillar in center hitting seventh. Aramis Garcia at catcher hitting eighth. And Sean Anderson on the mound hitting ninth. Of course, Yankees and Orioles have another game following the completion of the first one. Uh, about a half hour after it ends, it'll be Andrew Kashner against Domingo Herman. The Cubs in Cincinnati, you know that you Darvish is not pitching well when he's an underdog to the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, Darvish has just been a disaster to watch. That last start against the Marlins was infuriating. He only went four innings. Uh, just you can't trust him right now at all. I mean, I've gotten questions about him, and I've, I've said you could drop him. I know it sounds crazy, but what have we seen from him that he's going to turn this around? He continuously walks guys left and right. Killing your whip. So I don't have him anywhere, but, you know, 12 team leagues, I think he's cuttable. Maybe 15, it's a little bit more difficult. You want to hang on and see if you can turn it around, but we haven't seen any signs of, uh, of it yet. And it's all about the walks and not throwing strikes. The stuff is pretty good and the velocity is fine and he still gets a lot of swings and misses. But, you know, if you're up there at the plate against him, you got to take pitches, man, because he doesn't throw in the strike zone consistently. For the Cubs, Jason Hayward leading off in right field. Chris Bryant at first base hitting second. Javier Baez at short hitting third. Kyle Schwarber's in left field hitting cleanup. David Bode at third base hitting fifth. Albert Almora in center field hitting sixth. Addison Russell at second base hitting seventh. Taylor Davis behind the plate hitting eighth. And Yu Darvish on the mound batting ninth. For the Reds, Sonny Gray on the mound. It'll be Nick Senzel in center field. Joey Vados at first base leading uh, at second, uh, hitting second. Eugenio Suarez at third base, hitting third. Jesse Winker in left field, hitting fourth. Yasiel Puig in right field, hitting fifth. Derek Dietrich at second base, hitting sixth. Jose Iglesias at shortstop, hitting seventh. Sonny Gray on the mound, hitting eighth. And Tucker Barthart batting ninth. So, again, Jose Peraza not in the lineup. So, he is definitely losing playing time uh, right now. Tough to put him in your lineup. The Mets in Washington. It'll be uh, Wilmer Fon against Patrick Corbin for the Mets. Jeff McNeil leading off in left field. J.D. Davis at third base, hitting second. By the way, Jed Lowry suffered a setback in his rehab. A lot of people picked him up in some leagues this weekend thinking he would be back, but now has a hamstring issue, so uh, you can probably cut him. Robinson Cano at second base, hitting third. Pete Alonso at first base, hitting cleanup. Michael Conforto's in right field, hitting fifth. Ahmed Rosario's at shortstop, hitting sixth. Wilson Ramos, the catcher, hitting seventh. He had a grand slam yesterday. Juan Lagares at center field, hitting eighth. Wilmer Font on the mound, batting ninth. For the struggling Nationals, Adam Eaton leading off in right field. 
Victor Robles in center field hitting second. Anthony Rendon at third base hitting third. Juan Soto's in left field hitting cleanup. Howie Kendricks at first base. He's back in the lineup hitting fifth. Brian Dozier at second base hitting sixth. Jan Gomes is the catcher hitting seventh. Wilmer Defoe at shortstop hitting eighth. And Patrick Corbin on the mound batting ninth. The Brewers in Philadelphia. It'll be Gio Gonzalez against Jake Arrieta. For the Brewers, Lorenzo Cain leading it off in center field. Christian Yelich in right field hitting second. Ryan Braun, who was back in the lineup yesterday, he's in left field. He also homered. Mike Moustakas at third base hitting cleanup. Jesus Aguiar at first base hitting fifth. Keston Hura at second base hitting sixth. Manny Pena is the catch hitting seventh. Yasmani Grandal gets the night off. Orlando RC is at shortstop hitting eighth. And Gio Gonzalez on the mound batting ninth. For the Phillies, Andrew McCutcheon in center field leading off. Gene Segura is at shortstop hitting second. Bryce Harper in right field hitting third. Reese Hoskins at first base hitting cleanup. JT Romuto is the catcher. Cesar Hernandez at second base hitting sixth. Sean Rodriguez at third base hitting seventh. Mikel Franco getting the night off. Phil Gosselin in left field hitting eighth. And Jake Arrieta on the mound batting ninth. The Astros in Detroit to take on the Tigers. Justin Verlander against Gregory Soto. For the Tigers, Nico Goodrum at first base leading it off. Christian Stewart in left field hitting second. Nicholas Castellanos in right field hitting third. Ronnie Rodriguez on fire. He had another home run yesterday. He's the shortstop hitting cleanup. Miguel Cabrera not in the lineup today. Heimer Candelario at third base hitting fifth. John Hicks, the catcher, hitting sixth. Josh Harrison's at second base hitting seventh. Brandon Dixon, the DH, hitting eighth. And Jacoby Jones in center field batting ninth. The Rays in Miami to take on the Marlins. Ryan Stanek against Jose Urena. Stanek will be the opener. Then we'll see Beeks coming in to follow him. For the Rays, leading off Austin Meadows in right field. Tommy Pham's in left field batting second. G-Man Choi's at first base hitting third. Brandon Lau at second base hitting cleanup. He's struggling lately, striking out a ton. Yandy Diaz at third base hitting fifth. Kevin Kiermeyer's in center batting sixth. Willie Adonis the shortstop hitting seventh. Anthony Bemboom is the catcher hitting eighth. And Ryan Stanek on the mound batting ninth. For the Marlins, Curtis Granderson in left field leads it off. Brian Anderson's at third base batting second. Neil Walker, the first baseman, hitting third. Starling Castro is at second base, hitting cleanup. Garrett Cooper in right field, hitting fifth. Jorge Alfaro, the catcher, hitting sixth. Miguel Rojas at short, batting seventh. Roselle Herrera in center field, hitting eighth. And Jose Urena on the mound, hitting ninth. The Rockies in Boston, it'll be Herman Marquez against Eduardo Rodriguez. Charlie Blackman leads it off in right field. Trevor Story is at shortstop. Nolan Arenado at third. Mark Reynolds at first base. Ramil Tapia in left field hitting fifth. Ian Desmond the DH. David Dahls in center field hitting seventh. Ryan McMahon's in second base hitting eighth. And Tony Walters the catcher hitting ninth. Once again, Daniel Murphy sitting against the left-hander. He sat last night as well. And this is a five-game week for the Rockies. For the Red Sox, Andrew Benintendi leading off in left field. Mookie Betts in right field hitting second. G.D. Martinez the DH hitting third. Mitch Moreland at first base hitting cleanup. Xander Bogarts at shortstop hitting fifth. Raphael Devers leads the American League in hitting. He's at third base hitting sixth. Michael Chavis, who homered yesterday, he's at second base hitting seventh. Jackie Bradley Jr. in center field hitting eighth. And Christian Vasquez catching hitting ninth. By the way, for those who say a lot of these prospects have feel, failed, if you picked up Chavis off the waiver wire, I think you're feeling pretty good right now. Cardinals in Atlanta. Michael Walker gets Mike Soroka for the Cardinals. Matt Carpenter at third. Paul Goldschmidt at first. Paul DeYoung is at shortstop. Marcelo Zuna is in left. Jose Martinez in right field. Yadier Molina is the catcher. Dexter Fowler in center field. No Harrison Bader once again. Colton Wong at second and Michael Waka on the mound. Royals hosting Texas. Mike Miner against Homer Bailey. It'll be Whit Merrifield. Nicky Lopez. Alberto Mondesi. Alex Gordon. Hunter Dozier. Jorge Soler. Kelvin Gutierrez. Martin Maldonado. 
and Billy Hamilton in center field for the Royals, who had a very good offensive night. They were a pretty popular stack yesterday. The Padres taking on the Dodgers. It'll be Matt Strom against Kenta Maeda, uh, the lone game at 10.10 p.m. Eastern tonight. Uh, so pretty good slate here ahead, uh, about eight games on the slate for tonight with some afternoon baseball. Got more afternoon baseball as well tomorrow. In the meantime, you can check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. We got the PGA prep for the DFS big event this weekend. We got the team profiles from Sean Childs looking at the Ameri- uh, AFC East. And I'll have my baseball stock watch article up. Also, don't forget, play FFWC.com. Head on over, take over a Dynasty Orphan team, get in a Dynasty startup, and put your deposit down for the World Championships. That wraps it up here. I'll be back Thursday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.